You're listening to the Saturday Morning with Jack Tame podcast from Newstalk ZB. Credit where credit's due. Our government hasn't wasted a minute under the Australian Prime Ministership of Anthony Albanese to dramatically improve the relationship with our closest neighbour. With Scott Morrison out and two governments that are, well, a little more closely aligned on the ideological front, in less than a year, several major policies have been changed for New Zealanders' benefit. Uh, First of all, it was the 501s, and I think application of the 501 deportations has been significantly pared back. And now, of course, the news overnight that New Zealanders and Australia have a more direct path to citizenship. It restores something, something akin to or something like reciprocity for the first time in more than 20 years. But look, while the policy, I mean, is excellent news for New Zealanders and Australia, you've you got to say, it may not be so good for New Zealand. The more complicated path to citizenship was maybe one of the few deterrents remaining for New Zealanders who've been considering moving across the ditch. New Zealanders who leave for Australia raise the IQ of both. Yeah, that made a cute quote, didn't it? But you're kidding yourself if these days you agree with Robert Muldoon's famous line. If you are a young, ambitious New Zealander today, why would you choose to stay? It's funny, I texted my friend in Melbourne this morning just to ask him about the changes, and he's delighted. So he moved over after the Christchurch earthquakes and has been waiting for these changes to come into effect so that he can apply for Australian citizenship. Out of interest, I said to him, what would it take for you to move home? I mean, I know you miss your family, but apart from that, what more would you need? He sent me a three-symbol reply. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Three money symbols. Our household income over here is roughly $400,000, he told me. We would be super lucky to get two-thirds of that in New Zealand, even before we account for the exchange rate. And there are just way fewer jobs available in our field. I think all of us have you know, like bright, successful friends and family who could be contributing to New Zealand society and could be contributing to our economy, but have moved over to Australia and haven't come back. Get this, there are roughly 10 times more New Zealanders, almost 700,000 who are living in Australia than there are Australians living here. And you've got to say, there is every likelihood this change will contribute even more to the bleed. And look, the thing is, it isn't, just, it isn't just Kiwis like my mate who are working in corporate and IT jobs. It's every sector. When my sister worked as a teacher in Western Australia, she reckoned she earned about $40,000 more every year than she would have in New Zealand at the same time, doing the same job. Forty grand more. At the start of this month, The Guardian reported that 5,000 New Zealand nurses have registered to work in Australia since August of last year. It's only three hours away. You know, when you compare pay, conditions and lifestyle, the rational question isn't why a young person would consider moving to Oz. It's why wouldn't they? It's funny, eh? I mean, we're always going to, we're always going to struggle to compete economically with Australia. The, the nature and the makeup of their economy means that New Zealand's only ever going to get so close. And, and look, I don't, I don't begrudge the tens or hundreds of thousands of New Zealanders who are going to benefit from these changes, who are going to be able to become Australians that much faster. But as Australia gives New Zealanders an even better deal, 
it is a prime opportunity to pause and ask ourselves what more we should be doing to stop them leaving in the first place. For more from Saturday Morning with Jack Tame, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am Saturday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.